If you're feeling stressed out and you got a big frown, listen to our show and slow the fuck down. Welcome to Slow the Fuck Down Show. I'm sensuality coach Casey Hall. And I'm trauma healer Elizabeth Menzel. Each episode we offer science stories, skills, and songs to help you slow down, stress less, and love better. It's important to us that every single episode is worth your time and you leave feeling uplifted, inspired, and able to make positive changes in your life. On today's episode, Slow the Fuck Down with Anger. Get cozy, grab your favorite beverage, and soak in our soothing support. Anger gets a bad rep because it's an intense emotion that can make you say and do things that you regret later. But anger isn't always destructive. It can be used for good if you know how to wield that sword. So if you're ready to rethink anger and even make anger your ally, we dedicate today's show to you. So first, let's get clear on what anger is. Anger is a strong feeling of displeasure or hostility. And you know, Casey and I had a really great conversation prepping for today's episode for you. And we were talking about the connection between stress and anger. And that led to this great conversations about where do emotions come from in the first place? I love the explanation given from Dr. Marshall Rosenberg, who founded Nonviolent Communication. He says that all emotions arise because first we have an unmet need. And from that unmet need, pretty instantaneously, thoughts and emotions are triggered. And when we have an unmet need, another thing that gets triggered is our stress response. And it can get triggered at varying degrees, really intensely, or we're just a little bit stressed. So here's how it all comes together. When a basic human need, the need for food, the need for compassion, the need for connection, a need for respect, a need to be seen, a need to be understood, right? We all have these basic human needs. So anytime a need isn't met in any of us, what that does is trigger a feeling of unsafety. When we don't feel safe, that's when stress hormones get released into our bloodstream. During a stress response, our prefrontal cortex, which is the part that's responsible for rational thinking, gets overrun by our emotional reactive amygdala and it hijacks the brain. So sometimes when you feel angry, it's because the brain's hardwired direct response to a threat has been triggered. I have my own example of this. So when I was in my 20s, I was studying in Italy and I really, really wanted to buy my brothers and my dad these authentic Italian leather wallets. So this was before we had GPS smartphones. So I literally mapped out on an actual map the route that I was going to take to go to this market. So I'm walking down this crowded street. It's a bright sunny day and all of a sudden this guy comes up next to me on a bicycle and he starts speaking in a language that wasn't Italian asking me the same question over and over again. And so at first I just ignored him because I was told that if you want to blend in like the locals, just ignore people that are coming up and, and pestering you. So at first I just ignored him. He proceeded to follow me and kept asking me the same question again and again. And I stopped and I looked at him and with my hands, I made this like shoo, get away from me type motion. 
direction and he left so I kept walking and then all of a sudden I got to the end of the block and he just sprung up beside me this time he was on foot so I was extra annoyed at this point because I had already told this guy twice to like piss off no matter what body language I did no matter what I said he just would not leave me alone and at that point I was just completely like not even looking at him or acknowledging his existence but he was walking right beside me and all of a sudden he hooks his arm under my arm at the same time while taking a step towards a door and I looked and I saw that he had his key in his hand and was going to open a door and I realized at that moment like oh fuck I need to get away from this guy my first reaction was to just punch as hard as I possibly could I was aiming for anywhere on him but I luckily hit his throat and so he let me go I ran into the middle of the street just in like pure stress response And I started waving my hands in the air being like, help, help, this guy's trying to steal me. Like just trying to draw as much attention as I possibly can. And I remember I'm in the middle of the street waving, flailing around. I probably just seemed like a loud, obnoxious American. And they drove around me as if I was completely invisible. And so I looked over at this guy and I'm like, fuck, no one's going to help me. And then my flight response kicked in and I sprinted and I ran and I ran and I ran until I eventually like ducked into this like little bookstore and was able to compose myself and figure out how how to get home your stress response was there for you just like it's supposed to be flight fight freeze or faint is there to keep you alive it's there to protect you when there's a threat to your survival and there was a threat to your survival that's a example of a really healthy stress response and some healthy righteous anger Yeah, I've got more righteous anger. I was at an event recently and three out of the four women at the table shared that they'd been sexually assaulted before the age of 18. That's infuriating in and of itself. So I Googled it. I discovered that one in three female victims of completed or attempted rape experienced it for the first time between the ages of 11 and 17. And that's according to the National Sexual Violence Resource Center. Yeah, that is fucking infuriating. And I've got a lot of righteous anger around sexual assault of all kinds. And your experience in uh, Florence, Italy, I have two other friends that have experienced the same thing. And one got away before she was taken, just like you did. And the other one was held in a room for two hours and finally escaped. And I've got to wonder if, you know, he was abducting you for sex trafficking or holding you for ransom, which I know is a, a popular thing to do. Either way, I am eternally grateful for my stress response and for my anger in those moments because without them I don't know if I'd be here right now I don't either and you know like most women I learned that expressing my anger was not okay if you expressed anger you were a bitch and you know men are allowed to express anger all over the place and that's accepted but women aren't we're vilified for it and I didn't. I didn't express anger. And I can remember one time when I was a small child, when I expressed anger, we were all piling out of the school bus and the kid behind me shoved me and I like whipped around and I was just a little girl and he was still up on the step inside the bus but somehow I got a hold of the front of his jacket and I just shook the shit out of him and said don't ever push me again and I turned around and walked home and I was overcome with shame because I had never ever outburst in anger before my brother is like a volcano he outbursts in anger all the time and I didn't want to be like him I didn't want to make other people feel the way he made me feel. So I felt so ashamed that I did this to this kid who was 
you know, at least twice my size and a boy. So I'm, I'm not really worried for his safety. He probably was just embarrassed in front of his friends. I didn't actually hurt him or anything. But I was so ashamed that I had let my anger out. And I was just super scared of anger ever since I was a little kid because my brother was a volcano. My father was. My mother not as often, but she had plenty of volcano moments. My grandmother was a volcano. And you know, with, with anger, you're either an exploder or an imploder. You're an exploder and you take out your anger on others, or you're an imploder and you take out anger on yourself. Everyone in my family's an exploder. I'm an imploder. <laughs> how about you, Casey? What are your early memories of how you felt about anger? When I was little, I grew up with all boys in the neighborhood and brothers. And so we were constantly just roughhousing around and wasn't unusual for us to chase each other around the house or push each other, or get angry in that way. So in that way, it was actually kind of healthy because I think that it gave us an outlet for our anger. But as I got older and I started dating, it turned into a fear around expressing my anger. All of a sudden, if I had a strong emotion, I would just suppress it. I would be more of an imploder. Yeah, and I, I do think that's common. Of course, men do it too. I think it's more common for women because society frowns upon women expressing anger. And I would just shove it way down deep inside too. I would take it out on myself. I would say mean things to myself. The mean things that my family would say to each other, I would then say to myself. It took another 45 years and a whole hell of a lot of practice to stop doing that. I noticed the other day I was vacuuming and the vacuum hooked onto uh, bar stool and the bar stool just like flipped over and went flying and in the past that would have caused me to be like oh my god Liz you're so stupid I can't believe you did that like this whole diatribe would go off in my mind putting myself down and this time when I did it I instantaneously just started giggling and just lifted the stool back up and set it aside and there was none of that imploding happening at all and I noticed it because Casey and I have been focusing on anger lately, right? Every episode, we really live it. We marinate in it before we bring it to you. And I was like, hey, I've come a long way with my anger issues. <laughs> way to go. Yeah, I pat myself on the back there. <laughs> I love that. And if you're listening and you're like, oh my gosh, how did she do that? We have an episode called Slow the F Down with Being Hard on Yourself, where we talk about that in more detail. So have a listen. And so like Casey said in the beginning, anger is super vilified, but it's vilified because of the harmful things we do when we're angry. The anger itself is just an emotion that's showing us that a need isn't met and that we're in some form of distress, whether that's been like a seething long-term buildup of anger because of a distressing situation, or if it's a flash of anger that comes on like a volcano. Anger can lead to aggression. Aggression is the intent to harm or control another person. And I think that anger scared me so much when I was little because there was a lot of aggression in my family. Their anger was meant to hurt you. So that was very connected for me. I didn't have what I have now, which is, oh, I'm feeling really angry about this, but I'm not exploding, I'm not blaming or taking it on out on someone else, and I'm not imploding, I'm not hurting myself with it. I'm just noticing like, oh damn, I'm really angry. So my emotion of anger is so much cleaner now than it was in the past, because I'm just experiencing a pure emotion, and I use my NVC, my nonviolent communication, to say, wow, I'm really feeling angry. I'm angry because I need 
and I fill in that blank of what I need. And then I can be productive about my anger. You know, all those years of shoving it way down deep inside was so unhealthy, but I know a good way to deal with it now. I loved how you put it in the light of you are a person who is experiencing anger and anger is an emotion. For me, it creates a little bit of a distance between anger and the reactivity that it can elicit so that it gives you the time to be able to respond, use NBC. Anger can be just like a siren <laughs> that says, hey, you have a need that isn't met. <laughs> and, and when I use it as that, whether it's between me and my man or me and myself or me in a situation, I know that if I first take some deep breaths, regulate my nervous system, get a little more centered, then I can use NVC and I can actually do something productive with my anger. Yeah, because when anger is repressed, it can become problematic. That's for sure. Suppressing anger can be just as detrimental as exploding with anger. Anger can manifest itself into physical symptoms such as headaches, stomach aches, higher blood pressure, heart palpitations, stomach problems, sleeping issues, nausea, sweatiness, and muscle tension. Or psychological signs like suppressing emotions, avoiding conflict, constantly feeling on edge, avoiding talking about your feelings, not setting healthy boundaries, negative self-talk and low self-esteem, holding grudges, defensiveness, losing focus, feeling overwhelmed by your emotions, or feeling completely numb, being overly sarcastic or critical of things, intimacy issues, paranoia, bitterness, pretending you're happy when you're not, blaming, and passive aggressiveness. Just to name a few things. <laughs> so repressing your anger is not good. It's not helpful. It's not doing for you what you hope it is doing for you, right? We've said in other episodes how we don't show our true emotions or speak our truth because we're afraid of losing love. And so that's one of the ways that uh, we can really hold our anger in is because we're too scared to let it out and lose the love and lose a connection with the other person. But that's one of the things I love so much about NVC where I can normalize anger for myself and the other person. I'm feeling really angry right now because I need more respect, right? I'm just coming up with that need because that's often why I'm angry is because my need for respect isn't met, right? I need more respect and I would really like for us to try to come to a win-win solution on this. <laughs> Trying to bridge connection and bridge empathy within yourself or with another instead of exploding or imploding your anger. So, you know, we just ran down that huge list. And if you're like, oh, I can totally identify with like five things on that list. I totally do that. We always advocate for you to get the right kind of support for you. So feel free to get help with managing your anger from a therapist. And of course, you're invited to enroll in the Love Yourself program at the Love School. Just go to the love.school to see if it's right for you. And remember, Super Slowdown Stress Release Class is here for you too. We're on Zoom the second Saturday of every month, and you can sign up for that at thelove.school. I have always had a lot of anger that I have squished down and kind of uh, let implode inside of me, and I used to judge that a lot. 
And the more I've gotten to improve my relationship with my anger, the more I've learned that one of the ways that it actually really serves me is it often comes up to remind me that I'm trampling the healthy boundaries that I've set. So it kind of comes through as this reminder that, hey, this is a pattern that in the past you haven't honored your boundaries. And because you didn't honor them, it made you mad. And then you ended up resenting that person or that situation. So in that way, I'm really grateful for my anger because it's kind of this knock, knock, like, hey, pay attention. Sure you want to do this again? Mm. I've had the same home and auto insurance for years now and I've always paid it in full it's always been on time and this last time they ended up really raising their rates and so I talked to my insurance guy and I was like hey since I'm bundling the these and I've been a I've been a loyal customer is there any way to get a discount and he's like yeah we can give you $125 off and I was really proud of myself for asking that because I've never done that in the past and so then I got a bill the other week that told me that I owed them $125 and I was angry and in the past I would have just rolled over and be like well you know what it's fine I really don't want it to be a problem I'm just gonna pay it and not worry about it but I'm not doing that Like, I have an appointment with the guy tomorrow. So you used your righteous, healthy anger to guide you into fulfilling your needs and right action. My insurance guy is a friend of the family, and so I see him quite often. And so by me not remedying this in a way that we agreed upon and holding this resentment, that doesn't do him any favors in the future either. And I think that's the that's the lesson that I had to kind of keep learning is that, you know, setting healthy boundaries, and we have a whole episode on this. So the F down with setting healthy boundaries, if you're interested in listening to it, but it is an act of love. And the the anger that comes up for me and reminds me, hey, hey, you're not honoring these these healthy boundaries that you've worked so hard to put into place is ultimately an act of love. Right, and brings you into deeper connection with yourself, deeper connection with another. Yeah, and and so shifts like that have, have helped me really relate to my anger differently. And it's put me in this seat where I'm experiencing this anger for a reason. It's not happening to me. Right, so it's taken you out of that victim role. Like when anger was present, you'd feel more put upon <laughs> by the anger, right? The anger was happening to you. Uh, same way, I can totally relate that now it's like anger comes up and it's just there. It's just anger. It's just a thing I'm feeling instead of, yeah, something that's being done to me. And that shift's been really helpful too because the more that I've been able to relate to it as, oh, I'm experiencing anger just as I would experience sadness or any other emotion that comes up. What's happened is that that slowly started to take the charge out of it. And so before when I would feel anger and it would just be this like all encompassing, like, why is this happening? Now I can recognize it and be like, oh yeah, that's anger. Not that I'm still not affected by it. It just doesn't have as much of a charge. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I don't have that shame connected to my feeling anger anymore. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's great awareness. I have a funny story about anger. So soon after I graduated from the Barbara Brennan School of Healing, I was living in Belgium with my then husband, who was also a Barbara Brennan healer, and he also ran his own healing school. And we would offer all different kinds of workshops and retreats, and this is like 20 years ago. So we decided to do this anger workshop, a full two-day workshop, but this is the thing. He and I had not processed through our anger very much at all. Whether we were in no position to be giving an anger workshop. And our workshops always sold out. 
we do day one of this workshop and because I was not in the healthy place that I am now relating with my anger, by the end of that night, I felt terrible. Running through that list of physical symptoms and psychological signs, right? I had the worst stomach ache. I could hardly breathe. I had a headache. I was kind of nauseous. And I felt kind of like depressed and lost and hopeless. And the next day when we woke up to get ready to go give the second day of the workshop, my stomach hurt so badly that I felt scared that I must have stomach cancer. I was doubled over in pain. Now, Sodown fans, this is before I was able to take really great care of myself, set healthy boundaries. I had learned, right? I had gone to school for years. I had learned all this stuff, but I hadn't embodied it yet. Knew it in my head, wasn't quite there with living it. And if I woke up now feeling that sick when I was supposed to be giving a workshop, I would find a way to honor myself and honor the people there by either bowing out. We had three other teachers. It would have been fine. You know, really all I had to do was stay in bed. I couldn't do it. I couldn't not show up to teach. So I showed up to teach and our two other assistants were there and one of them just got really mad at me. Apparently she had come in and said hi and I didn't hear her and then she went off on a tirade and took all her anger out on me, right? So she was an exploder and she was still a student at school. We were having her just assist us. So like she wasn't able to really hold this energy of anger for this workshop either. And then the other girl was like, trying to placate everybody, like walking on eggshells. And then my ex-husband, of course, was just completely detached, disassociated, and barely there, and floating above everything on his spiritual cloud. So none of us were fucking handling our anger well. I'm sharing this because I have so much shame around. That's the only time that I gave a workshop on a topic that I wasn't at a high enough level where I could actually be a teacher in it. But because of that, I've never done it again. I've never given another workshop where I didn't feel secure, embodied. In fact, I didn't give a workshop for a long time after that one, like years, until I felt super embodied and capable again of really holding space for people. And it's one of those things that, that with anger and feeling anger that it can be hard to forgive yourself when you've done something that either hurt yourself or hurt others because of not handling anger in a healthy way. Yeah. And you, we started off this podcast by saying anger gets a bad rap because it's an intense emotion that can make you say and do things that you regret later. What I heard is that all of you kind of missed the mark of being embodied in anger. The one who was spiritually floating above, the one who exploded, you imploded, and the other was trying to placate, right? But like, what a beautiful example of the ways that we just kind of learn how to deal with anger because it, it's not something that is taught. So I think a lot of us have a similar experience to yourself or we just kind of it's trial and error which is why we're dedicating today's episode to normalizing that and then talking about how we can make anger our ally because anger is a normal emotion that can motivate you to make positive changes in your life which might anger some people to hear <laughs> next we'll go into our slowdown skill right after a word from our sponsor hey slowdown fans it's me mother nature after disastrous storms and hurricanes, I hear many people say, 
Mother Nature is angry and that's why these events are happening. I'm not angry. I'm out of balance because you humans treat yourselves as though you're separate from me. I'm your second mother. Not the one who brought you into the world, but the one who keeps you and everyone else alive. And just as your body seeks balance when you've been stricken by a toxin, when I'm out of balance, I will take whatever action I must take in order to reestablish an environment capable of sustaining all life. Not just human life, but all life. So I'm not angry. I'm just doing what I must to sustain us all. And now for your slow down skill. Okay, so I had dreams until I was in my 30s that I was punching and kicking and fighting, but my punch would never land on who I was trying to hit. So then I started working with Dr. John Parakis, one of the pioneers of body-mind psychotherapy, and he taught how the stress response of fight and how anger has to be worked out physically with your body. And if we don't work it out physically and burn off our anger, burning off those extra stress hormones that got released into our bloodstream, we stay stuck in aggression, exploding anger on others, and in self-hatred, imploding anger on ourselves. So the slowdown skill he taught me was how to work a heavy bag with boxing gloves or beating up pillows or using a bataka, which is like a stick that has padding all around it so you can hit your mattress or a pile of pillows with it and really work out your anger without hurting yourself. And Dr. Parakis is very specific about how to release anger with your full body. You have to use a certain stance, a certain body movement. You've got to jut out your bottom jaw and growl. So every single part of you is into it and releasing the anger in very specific somatic ways. And you know, even with all of Dr. P's help and even with this great method, what I learned was all of us release anger differently, even when we're using the same method. And what I mean by that is I'd be in class with a bunch of people and some people, oh my gosh, they could just wail and wail and wail on that heavy bag and just keep going, keep going, keep going. It would be my turn and I could go for like six seconds and I was done. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember that so well because it really helped to teach me about pace and dose. You know, we all have a different dose of medicine we need and we go at our own pace. One of the things about the buildup of stress and anger and trauma in your system is that it throws off your pacing. It either makes you go too fast or too slow. So my dose of anger release was honestly only a few seconds. So if you want to try these methods, I suggest A, that you do them with a core energetics therapist who is trained in this very specific way so that you can really get it down before doing it on your own because releasing anger releases a lot of stored energy, right? Remember, trauma is stuck stress. So when you're releasing it, a lot of energy gets released into you and frees up inside of you. And you've got to reintegrate 
that new energy back into your system. So that's why I suggest learning how to use this method by a core energetics therapist who really knows it. But I know that Casey also has some really great ways that she works with and releases anger and she's gonna share those slowdown skills with you. Yes. So when I'm working with clients on releasing anger, the thing that I make sure we do first is establish safety in our environment, breathe, check in if our biological needs are met, and then we'll do the exercise. Because a lot of times, you know, there's a reason that the word hangry exists. It's, are you safe right now? Yes. <laughs> it can be like, the, breathe. <sighs> are you hydrated? Yes. Have you eaten? No, no. That's harder for your body to process the anger. That's why it can feel so intense because your blood sugar is dropped super low. Right, and that blood sugar drop triggers the stress response. So you might be feeling anger just because you're hungry. Which is totally the case for me, decent amount of the time. You don't want to be doing any emotional, energetic, healing, coaching work if you're hungry. But if you get to that point, check all your biological needs. All right, cool. Then I love what you said about pacing and dosing and finding the right type. Then we figure that out. So for some people, they love stomping on the ground and their bare feet. Like there's something about that, just like hitting the ground safely, of course, but stomping barefoot to the earth. And you almost imagine like you're hitting it down and you're letting that anger go and out. That's one of my favorite ones as well. Yeah, I like kicking. I would kick my heavy bag a lot. I have weaker wrists, so I couldn't punch as hard as I wanted to safely, even with my wrists wrapped. So I would kick and it was so satisfying. This one that I wouldn't recommend trying unless you are again with someone who is trained or you have developed that self-awareness. I was having a conversation the other day and the person I was talking to was just saying these things and they were triggering me left and it was just like trigger, trigger, trigger. And I remember just feeling the anger rise up and took a breath, <sighs> realized I'm safe, did a quick bio check through. And then I actually took my fingers under the desk and started to do these little swirls and just imagine that that anger I was it was, I was experiencing it and it was going out of me so that I wasn't hanging on to it during that conversation. But I love that because in that moment, it felt really empowering because I could do something about it. I could swirl my fingers, sometimes even flicking because it has a little bit of a more releasing type feel to it, like clicking my fingers against each other. Well, and you're moving, you know, and that's part of nonlinear movement is that for those of us who can be imploders or hold things down inside, just letting a part of your body move, like Casey was moving her fingers, uh, can really help you to stay present with the situation, your uncomfortable emotions, the other person's feelings. It can just really help. I'll move my wrists, I'll move my uh, ankles in circles. And it really, really helps me to be able to tolerate emotions that can feel pretty intolerable sometimes. Um, one of the things I used to do when I lived in LA, because I hiked so frequently, where there were a couple of hikes that were very vertical and really hard to do. 
So um, they would be my anger hikes. So when I had anger to release, I'd do those super tough vertical hikes and I'd have my bottom jaw out and I'd be making sounds because no one was around me, right? No one could hear me. I do anger sprints up at our local park. I will sprint the straightaways and just get it all out or I lift and there's something about lifting that heavy weight. I, I do three sets of 12 reps and by the third step uh, set, you know, you're really having to dig deep for that energy uh, to get it up there. And sometimes that's where like my anger will come out and it just feels so good because I can actually like growl through it and make those noises and it feels so satisfying. Yeah, when I was going through my bullshit mortgage, at the gym I'd be on the bike and I'd crank it up hard and do sprints but really hard like at a really high level to get the anger out and just <laughs> so I wish people great. could see your face right now that was a great great <laughs> anger face. I'm loving how this conversation's unfolding too because full permission to feel and express your anger in healthy ways it is so much better to find ways to do that than just to let it implode and get stuck and repressed or explode and harm others. It doesn't matter if you look weird or people question, ask what you're doing. That That's a much better alternative. I've been caught growling at the gym and people are just like, oh, and I'm like, listen, if I was a man who just dropped this weight and were like, and did a grunt, you wouldn't be saying anything, but because I'm a woman, now it's weird. Right. So no. So just remember that with anger, when you've got a lot of anger inside, you gotta work it through physically. Really burn off that angry, fiery emotion. Elizabeth, what was your favorite part of today's show? My favorite part of today's show was sharing the slowdown skill. Casey, what was your favorite part of today's show? Damn it, mine is too. <laughs> We're allowed to have the same favorite part of today's show. Yes. Oh, that was definitely my favorite part because had someone told me 15 years ago that my anger was normal and that there was positive ways for me to express it if I knew how to do so in a way that was safe and at a pace that worked for me, I'd have been like, what? So I loved going through those and just sharing, you know, the different things that you and I do. Slow down, fans. What was your favorite part of today's show? If you found something helpful in this episode, please subscribe and share it with a loved one who can also benefit from Slow the F Down Show. Our mission is to help as many people as possible slow down, stress less, and love better. And we can't do that without you. And if you're digging our content and want more personalized slowdown goodness, become a sloth level patron and get free access to our super slowdown stress release classes that are live over Zoom the second Saturday of every month. You'll learn a method that is guaranteed to unstick your stress and anger from your body on a cellular level. Plus, you get early access to all episodes and our live Q&As. Go to patreon.com slash slow the F down show. That's patreon.com slash slow the F down show and choose the tier that works best for you. To our existing patrons, thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you and your support means the world to us. On our next episode, slow the fuck down with downplaying your trauma. Thank you for listening and enjoy your slowdown. If you're feeling stressed out and you got a big frown, listen to our show and slow the fuck down.